This is Radiate, the podcast that celebrates life and shines a light on life-restoring stories of organ, tissue, and eye donors, recipients, and information you need to know about donation. Welcome back to Episode 7 of Radiate. I'm Audrey Coleman, your host, and thank you for joining us today. So today we're going to talk about National Donor Sabbath, which is observed annually during the second weekend of November. And during this three-day observance, religious congregations are asked to provide information to or host an event that focuses on the importance of organ tissue and eye donation. My guest today is Reverend LaVon Post, a United Methodist pastor who resides in Conway. Reverend Post serves as a hospital chaplain at Arkansas Surgical Hospital, and he is also an advocate for organ and tissue donation. We will chat about National Donor Sabbath and the facts about religion and organ donation, but before we do that, let's get to know Reverend Post. Great to see you today, Reverend Post. Well, I'm glad to be here. I really am. Good. We're, we're very happy to have you. So, yes, today let's let's talk a little bit about National Donor Sabbath. And I know that you're familiar with it because you have been working with us for, for quite some time. Before we do that, though, I'd actually like to begin by asking you about an experience that you had back in 2008. I believe you were riding your bike in El Dorado. Can you tell us what happened? Well, I was riding about six o'clock in the afternoon. I was always riding the same path to go and but that evening um i was struck by a car and i was knocked off the bike into the windshield onto the trunk and into the street and my bike wedged up under the car which the driver did not stop and so um a man stopped and what directed traffic not to hit me, an ambulance came, and I was in, sent to Baptist Trauma Center in Little Rock. And I was in that hospital uh, about seven weeks and was in a coma, ICU, uh, broken ribs. Uh, but then I developed a problem with the lung called acute respiratory distress. And that's when there for two or three days, I came very close to dying. But uh, but anyway, a long story short, I got out of the hospital, went through quite a long time of rehab, and uh, really probably should not have survived getting hit like that by a car. But uh, I noticed something after 2008, and that was the the gift of being alive. I, I, I guess I had assumed that blessing for many decades of my life, but, but it, I wasn't assuming it anymore. I was just thrilled to be alive. Everything seemed a lot more joyful because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I could have missed out on it. But um, So I'm grateful for the uh, medical facility that saved my life, but I'm also grateful to Aurora which is my favorite agency in the state of Arkansas. I, I've been amazed over the years at the good that is done for Arkansans through a war. So I'm just thrilled to be here with y'all today. You know, one of the reasons that I asked you about your experience, and I'm, I appreciate you choosing to share that, is 
while you were very fortunate, you did not require any donation of organs or tissue to heal. Um, and your wait for improved health didn't happen while you were on a waiting list for donation. You did have to practice some patience while waiting to get better, I suspect, but you understand how um, difficult, how challenging that can be for patients who are waiting for a transplant um, without really having um, an end date for when that's going to be over. So I can imagine that you, in some sense, can can maybe connect with them. I can connect for a very personal reason. A couple of churches ago that I pastored, I was not going through that wait, but one of my church members was. Mm. And his heart was getting more and more weaker, and we were sweating, hoping, and praying that a heart would become available. And uh, it was very close whether or not he was going to live long enough. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll be with him every day to visit him. And uh, and that call came in one morning about 5 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And I got a call that a heart was available and that they were going to do a transplant that, that morning. And, and that was probably one of the happiest trips I've ever had in Little Rock. I can imagine. It was so, it, although I never experienced personally the uh, the tension and the drama of waiting. I saw it as a pastor to one of my friends who happened to be a church member. Was it was it that that sort of shaped your your feelings and your thoughts about being supportive of donation, or were you already at that place before you knew that you had some congregants who were and in the just Really fortified my feelings mm-hmm. to the work of Aurora. However. I had been involved in um, donor Sabbaths before, and it was also, there's always a special service for the church. And especially since you folks at Aurora would send people who would come who were organ or tissue donors, and and they would take a few minutes in church and tell of their experiences. I thought that was wonderful. Well, yeah, I'm glad that you brought that up because actually that is something that we are still very happy to do um, for, and and I will talk about that a a little bit more about how um, our listeners can participate in National Donor Sabbath. But you're you're right. We are happy to come out to congregations, um, to speak, to bring our volunteers who are primarily recipients and donor family members to provide that National Donor Sabbath message. So um, we'll, we'll talk about how that's possible if anyone from our audience would like to take um, advantage of that opportunity. So thank you for, for bringing that up. But I do wanna talk about National Donor Sabbath. So National Donor Sabbath was created actually by the federal government. It was, it's a, it was an observance created by the Department of Health and Human Services. The idea being that all congregations, regardless of when their Sabbath falls, whether that's Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, would have an opportunity to bring information regarding donation to their congregants. Since that time, um, we, we know, and in, in, uh, full disclosure, the um, United Methodist Church is one of our workplace partners, and we're very pleased to have, have them as partners. But having um, the support 
of religious congregations is extremely important to donation because you you have an opportunity to reach so many people with so many backgrounds. And so it's really important on our side that we get the message out as much as possible to congregants. Why do you think it's important for the community to recognize National Donor Sabbaths? Oh, wow. After having several of these in churches I pastored, I just think of that verse in the Bible that says, love your neighbor as yourself. And to have people sitting with me up in the pulpit, and I could, and I do talk about it in the sermon that mm-hmm. Sunday, but, but it's not nearly as powerful as these people sitting up with me in the pulpit. Absolutely. And they get up and tell their experiences. Um, not only was I pa- was I a pastor to this man that had a heart transplant, but also tissue donations is wonderful. Another, if you go further back, there was a woman who was a, was a pharmacist, and um, her eyes were deteriorating. Well, guess what? She receives, I believe it was a cornea mm-hmm. transplant. Mm-hmm. And now guess what she can still do? She can still see to be a a pharmacist and and when the congregation hears that from real people who lived through these times and who were benefited greatly by organ or tissue donation it's a powerful service regardless of what affiliation or religion they are to bring us back to that basic tenet of loving our neighbors as ourselves yeah, that's that's interesting, and I I see that very clearly. And and I guess one of the one of the most common myths that we hear at Aurora and probably every other organ procurement organization in the country is is my religion does not does not allow me to become a donor. So I think this is a good opportunity for us to address that myth and clear it up with some facts. So what is Christianity's position on organ donation? It's linked to that verse I quoted that we as Christians, we look for opportunities to share the love of God with other people. And when I have made a commitment while I am alive, that once I leave this world and God willing go to live with him in heaven, that my physical body, if there's any way that my physical body could help someone else who is still alive, then that is one of the, to me, the purest forms of agape love that's mentioned in the Bible. And so we Christians believe that. We preach that and hopefully we practice that to make our physical body, which stays upon this earth. But when that body's life is over, if there are parts to that body that can bless others, it's kind of like your last act of agape love on this earth before you dwell in eternity. Yes, I, I do see that. It's, it's hard for some people, I think, to make that separation between the physical and the spiritual um, and there's just something that, that says to them, I need to be whole. <laughs> what do you, do you have? Do you ever have um, any of your congregants or anyone to ask you those questions about, 
your faith and, and donation? And if so, what what do you say to them? Actually, I haven't. I've had some that says, Pastor, I'm thinking about this, but mm-hmm. I got to think it through. But it's not that their faith makes them reluctant. It's the mechanics of how this works. Of course. Right. How do you think, um, what advice would you give to any churches or other religious institutions? Because this certainly goes well beyond Christianity, Judaism, um, Islam, any um, faith group that you can imagine. Um, Almost all major religious faith groups believe that donation is an act of generosity and charity. So with that in mind, we, of course, want to encourage as many congregations as possible to participate in our National Donor Sabbath observance. So, um, Reverend, Reverend Post, what would you, what would you say to encourage um, a, pa- a fellow pastor or a congregation to become involved okay. with National Donor Sabbath? Well, if you were just to talk about the work of Aurora, say in a sermon or in a short part of that Sunday worship, that'd be wonderful. But the thing that just was a tremendous blessing to the people I pastored was when you contact Aurora and say, we are going to recognize National Donor Sabbath at our church or our, or our synagogue. And then would, do you have someone who might can come and take 10 minutes and talk about his or her experience? Mm-hmm. I have seen churches that I pastors just be stunned in amazement as they're listening to these tremendous stories. From their own congregations. In the congregations I pastored. And it's a tremendous way to to bring to light the tremendous work of the Aurora organization. And I assume what I did was just called Aurora and said, do you have someone that could come? And you guys set it up who came. A wonderful man came. He wasn't a powerful public speaker, but he told quietly about his experience of needing a kidney and how it became available, and it was just a powerful Sunday morning in church when we had him there. I, I really appreciate you saying that, and and we certainly believe that as well. That no one can tell the story or or, or provide the message of donation any better than someone who has truly experienced it. And of course, that would be a donor, family member, or recipient. Unfortunately, right now we are. Um, of course, in the middle of the pandemic. So um, we're, we're unfortunately not able to get most of our volunteers out at this time. But I like to tell people that even though National Donor Sabbath is the second weekend in November, this does not mean that you cannot observe it at any other time of the year. So if you want to um, have part of your, your observance in November and then maybe you want to do something later, that is perfectly fine. You can have a Donor Sabbath every weekend. This is the one weekend that is a national observance. But um, yes, I, you're right. If anybody would like to have someone from Aurora to come out and um, speak, a volunteer or a staff member, we're happy to do that. Very happy to do that. Reverend Post, before we go, and I appreciate so much everything that you said today, could you just tell me in your own words why you believe registering to become an organ tissue and eye donor is so important? 
I am of the Christian faith, but I think I can speak for all faiths. It's a practical way to do good to your fellow man. I can't imagine if I had an opportunity after my life is over to still benefit and help someone else. Now, as a Christian, I don't. I think that's a no-brainer, and the way it is set up is wonderful. One of the things that's thrilled me with Donor Sabbath is we hand out literature and we also hand out cards if someone is not ever signed up to be a donor. Mm-hmm, correct. And when you, as a pastor, are collecting these cards and you see how many in your congregation that had never signed up before for whatever reason, but now they've signed up, that just makes a pastor smile. (laughs) (laughs) It makes us smile, too, when we get the cards. (laughs) It's just thrilling. And I think it's a lot of times we can be staring at an opportunity and miss it. And in this basic issue that our life upon this earth has a time frame, but through an a agency in our state, I have the opportunity to actually help someone in a very important way after my life is over. And I think that is an excellent example of the love of God flowing through us to other people. Reverend LaVon Post, thank you so much. That was beautifully said. I appreciate your time today, and thank you so much for, I'm I'm hoping that your words will really encourage many other people to observe National Donor Sabbath. Um, We appreciate all of the things that you said, and we appreciate your continued support of National Donor Sabbath and of organ, tissue, and eye donation. Thank you very much. You're welcome, and Aurora has my heart, (laughs) so I'll do anything I can. Thank you, Reverend Post. You're welcome. Thank you. And if you have any questions for us, please call 501-907-9150. And if you're ready to make a life-restoring decision and register to become an organ, tissue, and eye donor, go to DonateLifeArkansas.org. Hi, it's Audrey again here to tell you how you can create your own National Donor Sabbath Observance. Although Donor Sabbath was begun as an observance for faith groups, Aurora has created our own observance that anyone can do called a candlelight meditation. It is the perfect way for individuals or groups who might not be affiliated with a faith group but still want to pay homage to the many donors who've saved and enhanced lives. The candlelight meditation is simple, easy to do, and can even be done virtually. So whether you're an individual or part of a religious congregation, you can hold a candlelight meditation. Just go to our website, aurora.org, and click on the National Donor Sabbath picture for more details and step-by-step instructions. Radiate is a production of Aurora and is hosted by Audrey Coleman, Aurora's Director of Communications. Copyright 2020.